Good adventures, everybody. Welcome to episode 13 of Books Cubed. You are in for a treat today, a Christmas treat. I have children's book author Laura Bolden Fournier. I hope I said that right. And we're going to talk about her book, which I can't remember the title. You all know how bad I am with titles. An Orangutan's Night Before Christmas. I don't know why I didn't remember that. And it's backwards in my, in my viewing, but I should be correct for you guys. So um, welcome, Laura. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for doing this interview. Oh, no problem. I thoroughly enjoyed the book. I went yesterday and she spoke at the library and she read for a big group of kids and they had a great time and so did I. And I really liked the book. She's going to read a couple pages. I don't want to spoil the ending because it's got a little twist ending. So um, I'm going to go ahead and let you go ahead and start. Okay. I Ready? "'Twas the night before Christmas, and inside the zoo, the keeper had something important to do. He carried the stockings to cages and hung them with care. Santa's new helper was coming, and soon he'd be there." The, now, the, I, I just read a little because, and I could tell you that the <laughs> Santa's helper is very unusual. Uh, do you, would you like me to go into that, Melissa? Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, Santa's helper in this book is an orangutan. And the reason I chose an orangutan is because, well, first of all, the reason I chose an animal to help Santa is because I think animals are wonderful and I think they deserve gifts. And I decided that Santa should have an animal helper to deliver some gifts to them. So I chose an orangutan because they're strong and they can carry a big sack of toys and they're also very smart animals. And he's adorable. He's adorable. Now you wrote the story, but someone else did the artwork? That's correct. Okay. And, and the character, I call him Orangaclaws. And thanks to the illustrator, Stan Jaskiel, who's really amazing, we know exactly what Orangaclaws and his team of flying zebras look like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, you want to do animals and they get gifts at the zoo, but I mean, what, I mean, it's not something I would have thought of for Christmas is an orangutan bringing gifts to the other animals of the zoo. So where did this come from? Okay. I, this came from a friend of mine. It came from a friend named Jim, and he was talking with me one day about his dogs and how he loved them, and he, and he would wrap up gifts for them on holidays, and including Christmas, and I thought, oh, that's such a cute idea. I don't know why I didn't think of that when I had dogs, but I thought it would really be a nice story to have a, story, uh, a book in which animals were given gifts and Christmas seemed like the logical time to give gifts to all animals. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the illustrations are beautiful. It's a fun story. It's not a super long read, but it's for young children. Yes, and, it is. Mm -hmm. and even older I would say seven and under. Yeah, even older brothers and sisters could read the book. Because if I'd given this book to my kids, my daughter's three years older, I know she would have been reading it to her brother you know, as, as soon as she could, it would have been, she would have loved this book as a kid. Most definitely. Oh, so you. what, what, um, you, you've got the children's book, but you, you do other kind of writing too, right? I mean, it's not just it, children's yes. stories. It, yes, I do. I also write for adults. I've had some stories in chicken soup for the soul books and, and an, another anthology. And I've also had work printed in magazines. 
do you, is it's more it's more adult fair well it's a variety my my late the latest um work that i had in a magazine was in spider magazine which um is a children's magazine and i have the copyright here it just came out in the november december issue Oh. And what I have in there is a, a word activity, which is uh, called peddling in sauerkraut. Ah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And what it, what it has to do with is that we have expressions that we use in English that are idioms, and we don't really mean what we say when we say you're, you're, you're going nowhere, you're spinning in circles, you know, you're not getting anywhere. Well, that, that the expression peddling and sauerkraut is what they might say in France. They have different ways of saying expressions. Uh, I'll give you another example um, if, that I have here. Uh, maybe you'll know what it means. I'll just run it by you. You're making an elephant out of a mosquito. That's from Germany. What would you think that one would be? Oh, maybe um, a mountain out of a molehill? Exactly. Making ah. a big deal out of nothing. <laughs> I could do so that. That's, that's, the latest thing. that's the latest thing that I have out. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. So, so how many years, <clears throat> excuse me, how many years have you been, have you been writing? Oh, I, I would say about 12 <clears throat> years. Mm. So you've been around to the, the publishing block for a while. Um, well, not so much on the publishing, but more on the writing. <laughs> I okay. uh, wrote for a long time before I was published and accepted. And has it been a smooth journey all the way? No, there were many rejections and I had a lot to learn and joining writing critique groups helped me tremendously. I learned, I, I thought I knew it all because I had been a former uh, elementary school teacher and I also was a librarian. So I thought, oh, I know all about books, but you know, reading them and writing them are two different skills. So I had a lot to learn. They are, they are. And along the way, has everything been on the up and up? I mean, have you have any issues with, um, with things that you were publishing or any, 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 um, any problems? Okay, well, you know, I've heard of other people having problems. My problems have been minor. And I think it, it, it's just the thing that bothers me is that people do not, sometimes do not respond in this business. And they may ask for a submission and even ask for it to be exclusive and then not let you know whether they're accepting or not accepting or, and never hearing from them. Oh, so that's not good. I, in my former life, I was a literary agent and I never did stuff like that. If I requested something, I, got right, I would get on the phone right away or I would send a letter right away to let people know because, yeah, it's just... That's, that's, that's not something to be because... Uh, you know, you'd much, I'd much, well, for myself, I'd much rather have uh, just a form letter that says, no, not interested, than never know and wait months and months, and then you, you're not sure whether to move on with the project. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could wait a long time, and then, then nothing comes of it. Oh, yeah, that, that's not good at all. That's not good at all. Now, <laughs> I love that, I love that he's an orangutan, and he's so adorable. Now, did you choose an orangutan because they have special meaning for you? Or, or is it, well, what I'm trying to ask is, um, if you had like an animal that could like represent you, like your mascot or your spirit animal, would it be an orangutan or would it be a different animal? Well, I'd, I'd have to be loyal to orangutans, <laughs> but, but um, I did choose the orangutan because they are, they are smart. Like, you know, they're very close to human beings. And I think it's, it's, 
climbing down and carrying a sack of toys would not be a job for a mouse or, or, some, or many other animals. So we had to pick somebody who could really, would be agile enough to jump out of a sled and, and smart enough to guide it. And yeah. my, my spirit animal happens to be here. Oh, really? Yes, he's going to say hello. Here he is. Uh, he's great. If you're listening on the podcast, he's an orange orangutan. <laughs> he's stuffed. He's a stuffed orange orangutan. He's not real. <laughs> yes, he's stuffed like me at the holidays. <laughs> and, and, and he's he's orange, but really, the, you know, they, they're nicknamed the red apes. There are some yes. that are more, more brown, but they do. And it is a, hol a, a, a um, holiday color green. I mean, oh, that's true. That's true. And... Sometimes you do see some that, that look very red. Their fur looks red. And we yes. were somewhere, maybe there's some at Disney World, at Animal Kingdom. I can't remember. But recently we, act, we saw some and I thought, yeah, they did look very red. Very, very different shading than a gorilla or, uh, or a chimp. Yes. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. Now, um, are, are you working on anything new right now that's not children related? I'm always working on something new. I recently sent out a couple of adult short stories, so we'll see if they get accepted. And um, the last adult, well, I'll show you. The last adult story that I came out was in this um, Stories Through the Ages, Baby Boomers Plus 2018. I have a short story in there for adults. And that was a contest that uh, you entered, and I was a finalist, so they put the finalists in a book. I may have that. <laughs> that really? cover looks familiar. Yeah, I, I, we have a local bookshop called Poetic Justice, and it's small. It's an indie, indie bookstore, and he carries a whole wall of local writers. And I went in uh, about a month ago and said, I need to find some good books and what have you got? And he picked out a bunch and I think I may have a copy of that. I have to go look on my bookshelf. Uh, I think I may have that. Um, but so now as you're writing new stuff now for me, um, the, what I'm currently working on uh, involves the Coast Guard. And so I spent probably a month off and on doing research about the Coast Guard and my character, my book doesn't pay attention to things. So I didn't really have to go into too much detail, but I needed just a general overall working. So for you, now for you, do you spend a long time researching things before you jump in to start writing? Because for me, it was like 30 days of research off and on before I actually started writing. Well, because a lot of my work is, well, my short stories are, are mostly fiction. So I don't usually have to do too much um, research because they're fantasy. but I did have to do research with the Spider Magazine article that I just showed you. I had yeah. to that certainly had to spend time doing that. And strangely enough, after I wrote, I knew the basics about orangutans. And after I wrote that book, I became more interested. And then I started doing research after the book because I wanted to learn more about them. You know, they're endangered and they're and they're amazing animals. And yeah. I even went to see them in the at Jungle Island where they were working with the keeper and they were learning to paint and they were also uh, learning sign language and they're even experimenting with them with iPads. Wow, isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. that, that, they, that they can use, I think I saw something about chimps with iPads, that they were, um, that they could play simple games? Yes, they're, yes, they're, um, 
seeing how far they can take it. Right now, what I learned from the keeper was they really are better with sign language, but you know, this is an experiment and we'll, we'll see. Basically, they probably know more about the iPad than I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not real technical, technically literate either, so they probably know more than me too. Um, is there, are there any plans? I love Oranga Claus. So do you have any plans of him making another appearance, maybe uh, in another form or with another adventure? Well, well, right now, not him specifically, but because I, as I was saying, I did research orangutans after the fact and I was so interested in them, I did write another book that is about, that gives more facts about orangutans and it is fictional, but I, and I hope that that will be published. Oh, that'd be good, I like that. Uh, yeah, you know, him doing even different things. Uh, there's a series of children's books I absolutely love. Some of them are out of print. I think it was by Alexandra Day about Carl the dog. And oh, this, yes, I, I know those books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Rottweiler is babysitting yes. the child, and I don't think she'd get away with it now because the parents would leave and the dog is babysitting <laughs> this baby all by himself. And they would go on these adventures together. And my kids, so let's see, my daughter's, going to be 30 this year so they were raised on these books and so you know 25 years ago I was I was buying these books so they made some of them may be out of print but they were wonderful but I could see you know a whole series of adventures with orangutans well thank thank you I, I'll consider that yeah think about that think about that I mean you don't do you as you're working on on things for you know, new stories and new books do you find yourself stuck i mean do you have any kind of writer's block or anything or does do the ideas just flow i uh, i would say um most of the time the ideas just flow but i find what really helps if i don't know what what to write next i work on something else so i could be working on several projects at once and um eventually the answer to what i need will come to me and i'll go back to that one um, idea that I was working on that I had trouble with. But I do, I do believe people can have writer's block. The, um, I think it can happen if you have something particularly sad to write about. I know I had a problem with that when a friend suggested to me that I write about uh, my mother who had Alzheimer's for a chicken soup for the soul book. And that was a real tough topic, and I'd sit down to write it, and I'd be so upset that I couldn't write it. So I put it away, and I thought I wasn't going to do it at all. And then what happened was I, I was saying to myself, well, if only there was something funny about Alzheimer's, I could write it, but it's just making me cry. And strangely enough, <laughs> my mother said something funny, and I realized, you know, there are some funny moments because my mom would uh, not understanding would say things that were pretty humorous. And I thought maybe if I wrote those down, it would help people who are going through this, that they would see that there are moments when you can smile. So I did write, I did write it. And I, I it was the story was just about the humorous things that my mom said. And that wound up being in the chicken soup for the soul caregiver book. Oh, nice, nice. I'll have to look for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, my mom has dementia. And um, it's a tough, it's tough. It's tough. And just yesterday, I had just done my hair yesterday. So 
did I see her? Yeah, it was yesterday. So she came, she came up to me and said, oh, it's like taffy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. It's tough. Well, dealing with that. I would, I would jot down those things because they're good memories of, and they, you know, <laughs> in case it's tough, you can look back at those and smile. Yeah. Yeah. And on that sad note, <laughs> I'm going to go back to the orangutan. Okay. Orangutan. So you have time to order this for your little wee ones for Christmas. So I highly recommend it. Go hit. Is it on anything but Amazon or just Amazon? No, you, you, you could order it from Pelican uh, Publishing Company, the company that published it. Uh, Am Amazon, though, many people have the two-day shipping, which would be better for Christmas, I think. Yeah, yeah. Go. I will put links in the show notes. So go take a look. Get yourself a copy of this. It's got a very cute twist ending. I had to read the book to my husband this morning. And yes, I paused and showed him the pictures every time before I turned to a new page. And he very uh, politely put up with me doing that. Oh, I hope he was a good listener. <laughs> he was. He was a good listener. He laughed. He liked the ending. So oh, cool. I, I don't want to give it away, but I, but I highly recommend that you grab this and after we're done, this goes in the mail tomorrow to my great niece, Emma. So um, she, I think she will enjoy it very much. She's not too far away. She's just a couple cities away, but too far for me to drive there, but close enough I can mail it and it'll get there in just a couple of days. So um, I, uh, I thank you for coming on today, Laura. Oh, thank and, you um, so much, Melissa. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. It's my I had pleasure. Yeah, it, it was a fun. It was fun reading the book and and getting to know you a little more. And go check the show notes, everybody. Get a copy, and um, I will be back in just a second. So thank you so much. Oh, thank uh, you. Happy holidays. You too. Bye bye. Bye. And you may have noticed there was no uh, intro this week. I am getting sick, so I am trying to conserve my voice because next week. I'll be reading a chapter from Four Bullets and a Ghost. So until then, have a wonderful week and go read a good book. Bye.